real chills. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. So excited for this episode. Today we have Cassandra D. Uh, hey, uh, I am here to talk about a cursed statue that I own on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so like sometime in like, I'm going to guess it was around 2009 or 2010. I honestly like at the time taking the statue didn't feel like a thing, it didn't feel like anything. Uh, it wasn't until later that I started to look back and go, oh. <laughs> so I was on an elevator in Atlantic City uh, with some friends. And uh, we were on like one of the higher floors. And we go down a couple floors and a guy gets on with us. He's like like a working class. Like, he looks like he probably lives in Kensington. <laughs> like work boots, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. oversized, oversized white t-shirt probably like big dog t-shirt or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that he got from wildwood very like feathery mullet Ooh. so he gets on the elevator and he's holding this like tiki statue i don't know african statue i have no idea what where the statue came from it's this little like 10 inches a foot tall something like that the wooden statue it's got like these metal bracelets and anklets on and I noticed him holding it kind of like a baby in the back of the elevator and I was like (laughs) hey what what's that what are you what's what's happening (laughs) and he was like uh yeah I got a job dredging the Delaware and uh I dredged up this statue ever since then my life's been kind of weird so I'm gonna return it to the sea (laughs) And my friends started like pushing the button harder, trying to like get the elevator to go faster. <laughs> I was like, can I have it instead? <laughs> so I got this cool statue. I was like, oh, what a fun trip to Atlantic City. I got myself a souvenir uh, from a strange man on an elevator. <laughs> now, I feel like the rest of the trip, it was like, a, we went like overnight on like a Wednesday night to use those comp hotel room mm-hmm. tickets that they give you. So it was just like a random night. And I think I ended up winning money in blackjack. Nothing weird happened to the rest of the trip. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed fine. So I didn't think the statue was cursed like immediately. My friends actually all lost a bunch of money. Mm. And so they were like, we think the statue's cursed. We think mm-hmm. you should return to the sea. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, this this seemed like a very normal trip to me. I won seventy dollars in blackjack. Uh I lost forty dollars in slot machines. Mm-hmm. Standard stuff. Like nothing seemed weird. <laughs> this was like 2010, something along those lines. Nothing immediately happened. The first time that I kind of was like, all right, maybe there's something going on here. I don't, I actually don't remember the first time. The first time that somebody was like, hey, I agree this might be cursed, who doesn't, like one of my friends who doesn't believe in cursed things at all. Uh, in June of 2013, oh, I guess it was earlier in the year, I found out that I had to have my spleen removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently when I was born, I had like a enlarged spleen with a cyst on it. And if at any point I got into like a minor fender bender or something, the whole thing could have exploded. And basically this, the spleen is just a bunch of blood vessels. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to like bleed out. So I basically, I guess I found out about it in like February, but I couldn't afford to get it fixed right away. Uh, I couldn't take any time off of work. Mm -hmm. I was working as an adjunct professor. 
and you just, if you don't work, you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Didn't have health insurance. So I was able to find health insurance only because Obamacare's precursor put in effect this thing where I could get health insurance despite a pre-existing condition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was through the state, but it was still expensive. Like, so I was paying $400 a month or whatever, getting health insurance. And on June 21st, I had my spleen removed. Mm-hmm. On July 1st, there was a government shutdown. And the, one of the things the government shut down was my insurance program. Oh, no. no. I, at that point, had all this aftercare I had to get. So I had to get new insurance right away. So on July 1st, I started a second insurance plan. So I had already maxed out that insurance plan and basically spent all of my savings and gone into a bunch of debt to pay the maximum out of pocket cost for the year, right? I don't remember what it was exactly, but like $8,500, something like that Mm -hmm. total. And then I got my second insurance and I wouldn't have had to pay any more thing else for anything for the rest of the year if I'd had the first one. Mm -hmm. But because it started over, I had to pay for everything that I had done for the rest of the year. And in November of that year, on my birthday in 2013, I was driving to one of my jobs and I stopped and got vegan Chinese food from New Harmony in Chinatown. And I drove to Cherry Hill, New Jersey to the campus where I was teaching. And I tried to eat like one dumpling or something. And I hurt so much that I had to immediately call in the middle of dinner to schedule to have my gallbladder removed. Oh no. Yeah, it had like two other attacks recently. So I knew that it was that, like I knew what it was, but I've been putting off getting it done because I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to have another surgery yeah. mm-hmm. five months after. So uh, on November 21st or something, uh, a few days later, the end of that week, uh, I got my gallbladder removed and I maxed out a second insurance. Yeah. So I was like all set to like, I was working as an adjunct. I had been out of grad school, you know, not very long. And I was finally like about to make enough money to move out of my parents' house and be financially stable with my insane amount of student loans and everything. And then I suddenly was like, I don't know, $11,000 in debt by the end of this. It's the worst. It took me like three years or something to like crawl out of it. But at that time, I was like, this seems like bad luck. Mm -hmm. And I started to kind of like look back at like other things that had happened and kind of been like, all right, I, I know that like, I'm generally lucky. Like if you compare me, like looking at people who, I don't know, had to like fight in wars and things, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you look at the grand history of like, I'm not a feudal surf, right? Like, right. (laughs) So if you, if you put me, if you lined up every single human who has ever existed based on how lucky they are, anyone who's alive now is probably in the top half. Sure. Right. Putting things in perspective, I generally don't consider myself super unlucky, but then I started looking at things and being like, okay, like some of these things are a little like a lot. And then I started like kind of using it to like blame all of my problems on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know like how cursed it is. I'll say something and somebody be like, all right, that sounds cursed. (laughs) 
Uh, like, for example, I showed someone it last night on a Zoom, like we're having a game night, and I was like, yeah, my statue is right here. And they were like, why is that in your bedroom? That should not be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, well, I mean, it was in my car, but then when my car got totaled, I had to bring it in. And they're like, that sounds like a thing. Like, why? Like, it was in a car and that car got totaled. That sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Sounds like, yeah. How long was it in your car for? It was actually in three different cars. Mm -hmm. The first one that it was in died very suddenly uh, about nine days before I paid it off. Uh, So, yeah, it was in a cabrio that died and then I transferred it to. um, um, So, like, I had this cabrio that I loved and it died. Mm -hmm. And I had to replace it with the first thing that I could get that was like reasonable and like available and just okay which was no offense Alyssa my Scion XD (laughs) best car ever we'll talk more about this (laughs) so uh I named the Scion XD John Lovitz (laughs) because I don't know if you any either if you watch news radio uh but Phil Hartman was on it and he was amazing and then Phil Hartman died and they had to replace him with someone and the first one person they can get was Sean Lovitz Yep. So mm-hmm. it went from my cabrio and I threw it into John Lovitz. John Lovitz was perfectly reliable. Nothing bad ever happened in John Lovitz. So to be fair, it was in three cars. One of them died. One of them got totaled. And the second one was just John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. So technically it's two for three. Mm-hmm. I've started blaming other things on it, like not just my own things. So bad things happen to me. I'll be like, where was the statue in all of this? But like right now, we're all having a bad year. Uh, that's not just me. I'm thinking about things like, okay, so I've worked at the same place since 2009. And I have started applying. The day I started working there, I started applying for other jobs. I didn't want to work there. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it. And I finally got free from it. In March of this year, I had a job interview, got a new job. It was going to be full-time. Since I've been an adjunct, I've always worked full-time hours, but this was going to be like my first full-time job in my entire life. I'm in my late thirties. It is absolutely ridiculous for this to be my first full-time job. And quarantine was announced like the next day after I got it. Did not get to start that full-time job. So that like, I'm not, I'm not narcissistic enough to think this statue is trying to get me and it's like, yeah, I'll just make some guy do the bat. Like, right. I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think the whole thing is it just trying to get me. But I'm like, what if it's right. trying to get all of us? Like, what if it's just <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Fair. Yeah. The world has seemed like legitimately like not okay, like awful, like mm-hmm. horrible things happening. A crazy person becoming president hopefully your listeners aren't uh, i don't know who listens to uh scary story podcasts but if you're a trump fan he's bad and uh, it's <laughs> Alyssa Trzaskowski endorses the same I do. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it make more sense that i have a cursed statue that controls the fate of all humanity than it is that people actually wanted Donald trump to be president <laughs> <laughs> yes actually that does that tracks because also I feel like if anybody had to shoulder that responsibility it would also be you. Mm-hmm. I don't want the responsibility. I want to know how to get rid of it. 
I have, this mm-hmm. is one of the issues, like, so a couple of years ago, I was like, I, I don't, I have like a weird, inconsistent belief system. If people are like, I saw the ghost, I'm like, ha ha ha, yeah, right, ghost. And then I'm also like, uh, I have these crystals that allow me to speak in public. So like, I don't, you know, uh, I'm like, well, I'm definitely not really a Scorpio. That doesn't really fit me. But I'm also like, <laughs> does anyone want a tarot reading? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I'm a thousand percent here for this. I think it's okay to be inconsistent. I don't think I believe in curses. Like uh-huh. I'm gonna, like I, I, we're gonna hear another cursed object story, and I'm gonna be like, okay, but like this one, I'm like, this one is cursed. Uh, <laughs> I've been looking at how to get rid of it for like a while, and some parts of the internet are like, hey, here's what you do: you gotta burn it. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after, there will be a comment that says, whatever you do, don't burn it. Mm-hmm. Drown it. Uh, if it gets wet, it multiplies. Just like no consistent story whatsoever <laughs> on what to do with it. And I'm absolutely like uh, terrified that I'm going to do something that anchors it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also, I have now endowed it with a personality and I sometimes talk to it. And so now I've always had an issue of like, once something becomes anthropomorphized to me, I can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I once mm-hmm. won a uh, stuffed animal. It was like a bear from this place called the Philly Diner, which is a diner next to a Denny's. And mm-hmm. it's just basically overflow parking for the Denny's. I love you that. You try diner. to go to Denny's and it's full. And they're like, nope, no, we have to go to the Philly Diner now. That diner in 2004 was perfect. We have <laughs> probably been at that diner at the same time. I'm pretty yep. sure I lived there in 2004. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I absolutely loved this bear that had, I pulled out this bear from the crane game and it said across its chest, uh, this is the worst day of my life again. wow and i'm like why is this bear so sad usually i would get things from the vending machine like the crane game and i would just leave them there i didn't even want them i just liked winning and i was like well this bear seems sad he's having a rough day i can't leave him in a philly diner i ended up having this bear for years and then um my dog ate it like ripped its face off And I was like, I should throw him away. And I like, it took me months to throw him away because I Mm -hmm. was like, I feel bad for him. I have empathy for a stuffed bear that I want from a crane game Mm -hmm. in a shitty diner. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if this thing has spiritual powers, I do not want to throw it in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not real. Like I'm not like, I don't like think it's alive. I just feel like it's alive and feel bad for it. Yeah. I have no idea what to do with it. Nice. I have so many questions. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else we should know about the statue, your relationship with the statue, or anything else before we dive in? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Other than it is right next to me and can hear everything we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Total respect. Um, And we will have a picture on our Instagram for people who want to take a look at it. For sure. When this episode comes Mm -hmm. out. 
I want to know what kind of personality you've endowed it with or what do you imagine? And then what what kinds of conversations do you have or what kinds of things do you talk about? So usually I just explain ple- exchange pleasantries. <laughs> so like uh, it, it'll often sit on my desk and if I move my desk, my desk is like on wheels. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I'll like accidentally kick it and it'll fall down and I'll pick mm-hmm. it up and be like, I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, excuse me, that kind of thing. I was on the on the phone with my friend. I over it was over the summer sometime. My mom interrupted me to make me come out and tell me something. And I was like, "What is it?" I was like really worried. And she was like, "Ruth Bader Ginsburg has cancer." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay." And I came in and I sat down and I looked at the statue. Oh, my friend, I told my friend, and she had to get off the phone. And then I put the statue, looked at the statue, and I was like, was this you? (laughs) (laughs) I just had this overwhelming bad feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, okay, she's had cancer before, she got through it. I just got this overwhelming, I looked at the statue, and I just had this overwhelming feeling like, oh, she's going to die. Trump's going to appoint a horrible, horrible person just to the Supreme Court, and we're not going to have the ability to fix it. I just got this, like feeling of like a million steps ahead in the future of all the bad things that were going to happen because of this one thing my mom just said to me while I was looking at the statue and I was like okay I blame you yeah do you have like a name for it do you just do you call it something like like a pet name or anything no I just call it the statue the statue yeah mm-hmm. keep it for professional <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too attached yeah but that- have you ever read or listened to The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo? I have not, uh, but I am a fan of throwing away absolutely everything that I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was going to say when you were commenting about how you're, you can, you anthropomorphize like some things and become attached to them, that's a very, um, from my understanding, it's a very like Japanese culture type thing to do or like Southeast Asian culture thing to do. And so one thing that I found to be super helpful because I used to be somebody who had a hard time letting go of things, especially like I had a pair of Doc Martens that I got when I was like 12, when it was like a huge <laughs> fucking deal to get Doc Martens. And I like, it took me till I was like, probably almost 26, maybe later to like get rid of them. But I, I read that book when it came out or like a little bit after it came out and the like ability to like externalize emotions or like have conversations with inanimate objects. If you've endowed them with this like personality or whatever, it can be really useful and to like thank them or to like for time together or to just have these conversations can be really helpful. And so if you were to follow that logic, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a bit, but like to push that to the next level might also help you break that relationship with this object is to like have a conversation like, hey, we need to talk. It's <laughs> not you, it's me <laughs> and how I feel about you, right? Like that could be a thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is that like, uh, there were some like just tidbits of wisdom in that book about how she had had personal feelings about stuffed animals she had a hard time getting rid of and things like that and how she was able to kind of like process towards that that was helpful for me as somebody who was like low-key a hoarder and had some childhood traumas of like moving a ton and my shit getting like lost forever Mm. like my prized childhood possessions right so like so that might be something to like think about in terms of ways to if you've if you found yourself accidentally over time making this connection like 
also fostering the steps to like break that connection slowly instead of making it like a set it on fire moment maybe <laughs> uh yeah I definitely so like I do have that like uh, when I was a kid I had this plastic rideable red pony and mm-hmm. I it was like my pet and I had a name for it. it was pokey it wasn't actually pokey from Gumby that's just what I called it because it was also <laughs> mm-hmm, a red horse mm-hmm. and uh there was one day confusion my parents thought like I was too old for it at this point my parents thought I said it was okay to throw away. So they threw it away and I went, oh no. And I went to run and get it. And I got to the front yard just in time to actually see it being crushed by the trash no. truck. Is it? Oh my God. Oh. And I swear to you, it was making eye contact with me. No. Like, <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever like listened to like the sound that a trash truck makes, but it sounds a lot like something crying. No. Uh, yeah, so. I'm crying. I'm so upset. <laughs> wow. I cried. I like, I like dropped. Yes. I like dropped to my knees. You know the part in a movie where the guy sees his wife being blown up by the bad guys, like, like the beginning of yep. a Nicolas Cage movie. Like yeah. dropped to my knees. I'm like, no, <laughs> just like. <laughs> oh man, that's so sad. And I was a hoarder. Not like a, I was low key a hoarder for a long time yep. after that, and then. Maybe like five or 10 years ago, I was just like, no, I can't do this anymore. And I swung so far in the other direction that I got rid of like yearbooks, uh, just like absolutely everything. Like almost too much. Yes. 100% too much. Now I'm like, (laughs) what did I look like in high school? Like, I don't don't remember. I have no evidence of that. Um, so do you remember what you were doing in Atlantic City? You just like got a comp room and it was just like a fun time to go party? Yes. Um, actually it was a little weird because I got a comp room for a hotel that I had never been to and did not remember signing up for their program. Whoa. Mm, so afterwards we at the time thought that was weird. We were like, it's probably like hooked, you know, like sometimes there's mergers and stuff. So it was probably like, you know, uh, we were at Bally's and Bally's used to be connected to, you know, Taj Mahal or whatever. And so it was probably something like that, but it definitely seemed also like a, I think only in the form of pop culture, it definitely seemed like the beginning of a movie Mm -hmm. where a ghost is getting everyone to the same house that they all have to stay, stay in. Yeah. Or you get like a magical letter. Yes. Yeah. Just like this mysterious, like actually in the mail, weird card thing. that was like, Hey, come stay at our hotel Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I was like, right. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be like an asshole, but I would argue to say that anybody going to Atlantic City midweek <laughs> is potentially cursed. Yes, asking for trouble in the least. <laughs> Can we talk about how he said he got it from the Delaware and wants to throw it back to the sea? <laughs> because I'm not good at like water or landmass. <laughs> But like that's not no, that's not a sea, right? Like he means the river, the Delaware River, right? Uh yes, I believe the <laughs> Delaware River goes eventually into the ocean. Uh-huh. Does it? Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's not the start of the ocean. Yeah, I want and to throw it back in the sea. Okay, well technically a river. Also, I ooh, I would have someone <laughs> what was he dredging for? Is do people just dredge the Delaware first for like, was it for, a like, a body? Or, like, are there treasure <laughs> hunters that are just in the Delaware River dredging? I 
do you think that in the beaches, maybe they, maybe he meant he got it from the Delaware beach because they do like pull sand from the beach or from like out in the sea onto like to make the beaches bigger when they like erode. Uh Mm. I feel like this was something I remember years ago, uh, a couple of years before this happened, there actually being like a giant sign somewhere around Penn's Landing that was like hiring people to dredge. So like, (laughs) at some point, there was some sort of large project that involved dredging the Delaware River. Oh, interesting. Uh, Yeah, I would not quote me on any of this. Uh, (laughs) If you are, if you are listening to this, and you need to know facts about what is happening, confirm them elsewhere. Uh, I don't know if any of this is true. This is not statue Uh, related, but it seems you are good at crane games. Do you have any tips for yes. our crane game players out there? Because I suck. At, I never win. And all I want to do is win. Go for things that are by themselves, not things in clusters. Okay. Basically, ignore what you actually want entirely. <laughs> okay. Just go for the thing that is gettable. That is gettable. Uh, okay. And uh, it usually, like, so if it's a doll like a stuffed animal type thing typically going so that you have it around the neck and uh top of the body because then it like gets under the arms and it's like harder for it to slip out than if you go for the head like the head oh that makes so much sense now i wish that there wasn't covid so i could try oh well i feel like this is like the next level of esports that like we're gonna come back to (laughs) (laughs) Meg, what other questions do you have? Because I have a lot of comments and I have, me being me, I have a number of possible solutions. I do have a comment. I think it's impressive what you've accomplished despite the statue. I mean, it is a bummer <laughs> that all of these things have happened and it's it's kind of crazy like that you're not sure like how far this could actually go. You know, like, does it curse Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Like, what is its goal? What is its purpose? Dude, I don't know. It's crazy. I'm surprised. I'm impressed you've had it for 10 years. That's without having a mullet <laughs> and wanting to throw it back into the sea. <laughs> That's all. I don't have any, no further questions. <laughs> have you ever listed the good things that have happened? Like, have you ever taken like the counterpoint and been like, okay, let's pretend like, let's just do the mental game of this object's not cursed. Maybe this object is like protective or is net positive have you ever tried to list like what are the good things that could have been like influenced uh 100 percent uh and that is one of the things that has made it so hard to get rid of so like Mm -hmm. what if it's not the reason that uh douchey frat bro in a dodge charger smashed into my car Mm -hmm. my mini cooper convertible what if that's not what happened what if i didn't die when a douchebag frat bro smashed into my mini cooper convertible because yeah. it was in the trunk. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, a lot of good things have happened in the last 10 or so years that I've had it. So yeah. it is hard to like, so like looking back on what my life was like at that point versus what my life is like now. So some things are the same. I have been in the same kind of like financially stuck situation where every time I dig myself out of some like incurred debt that I couldn't have avoided and get myself stable again, something else happens. And so I've been stuck living with my parents for a very long time. Yeah. But like, there's also my life is in general 
um, until until the pandemic started, uh, my life was generally better. I started doing stand-up comedy in 2014. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing that I had before then. Um, so basically, it's not like my, if, if, if it were at the point where like, I was like, well, every day of my life has gotten worse since I got the statue, I would have gotten rid of it years ago. It would have been much easier. Right. But not everything is bad. It's just I tend to have kind of weird bad luck that I ultimately attribute to this. Though I honestly think what it is. So like some parts of me, like I I love this stuff and I want to believe in things like this because it's interesting Mm -hmm. and fun. And if you imagine where there is a world where there is magic and ghosts and shit or a world where we are on a floating rock in space and nothing means anything, the world where there's magic and stuff is more fun. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So I want to believe in it. And believing in it also allows me to abdicate all personal responsibility (laughs) for everything that is wrong. Uh, And that's quite frankly, my favorite thing in the world is to just be able to be like, this didn't go well. Like I have ruined everything good in my life in the past eight months. And I would be like, well, did I ruin it? (laughs) Or... Yeah, I like that it's kind of a receptacle for, like, negative energy, Mm -hmm. it seems like, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's what I have therapy for, where I just go and dump all my shit off. (laughs) But, like, if I had an object where I could be like, you, and also, like, all of these feelings, maybe, I don't know, maybe be different. I should probably mention the statue to my therapist, now that you bring these things up in the same conversation. Have you never... I just realized I don't think it's ever came up. It's ever come up. Oh, interesting (laughs) i like have been operating on the assumption that that has definitely been a point of conversation at some point no but i've had the same therapist for like a year and a half with a a couple of breaks here and there and uh i just last week or the week before decided to ask her if she voted for trump and I have wanted mm-hmm. to know that the whole time because like where her office is, it's like mm, yeah. the car she drives, a bunch of things. I was like uh, kind of judging her and uh, not like judging, but like guessing that there was a chance. And so like, yeah. I, I know the point of therapy is to open up to people, but I am not good at that. And so there are certain things where I'm like, oh, absolutely. T-. I think the best way I can explain this is like, I do stand-up comedy. I do shows all the time. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Grow. No, I've I've turned down dozens and dozens of podcasts because having a conversation with someone feels more like intimate and makes me uncomfortable compared to standing on stage and deciding everything I get to say beforehand. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, oh. I hold things back a lot, and I definitely probably should mention that I think that a piece of wood controls the supreme court <laughs> um that could be true with or without the statue but um yeah yeah i totally get that wanting to like also if you've only been with like a therapist for a short like a year and a half is a relatively short period of time too so like i'm less surprised now that it hasn't come up if you had been seeing the same therapist for a very long time i would be a little more surprised you know what are the things that have you ever tried Going, like, leaning in harder the other way and deciding you're going to treat the statue with way more reverence. Uh, Yes, that is how it ended up, actually, in my room, uh, as opposed to, like, so I was just going to throw it back in the next car. It was just going to stay in the car. 
because I wanted to like just keep the energy out of here. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Maybe I can appease it. Like maybe it's not like maybe it was ruining that guy's life because didn't want to live with a guy in acid wash jeans in 2010. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like maybe I'm just nice to it. I don't want to be judgy, but I also feel like somebody who like maybe took a job that they saw on a sign to dredge the Delaware River, like also maybe didn't have the best luck at that point in time where he found the statue to begin with. True. So I mean, that is like another element. I do feel like I like that you brought it inside. I do have to mention, and I think we might have been talking about the same person that a friend of the show, Megan Chalastri, mentioned that. The statue unsettles them every time they see it. Mm. They get this whole (laughs) Which I, at first, the first time you ever sent me the picture and like remembering the story you had told me at some point at a bar once, like I vaguely remember the story. I see the picture and I'm like, oh yeah, that doesn't feel good. But when we were talking ahead of this podcast, I did a bunch of Google searches and tried to reverse Google search like the style of art and all this stuff. And the more I looked at it, the more I was just kind of like charmed by it, I guess you could say. Like the more you look at it, the less like ominous it feels. Yes. Now that it has been in my room longer, it is less jarring than if I was like, you know, stuck on the side of the road trying to get into like, (laughs) there were definitely times where I was like trying to get into like my spare tire or something and then found this cursed statue and been like, oh yeah, I have a cursed statue. Quick side note, the person who yelled at me at the game night for having a statue, a cursed statue in my bedroom was Megan Gillespie. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> that checks out. That tracks for them, honestly. I'm glad it's out of your car because if it's cursed, I don't want it like going around with you everywhere. <laughs> I'd rather it stay in a central location. I don't know. I just feel like you can do less damage in your room than in every place you go. <laughs> uh, potentially, but at this point, my room is every place I go. <laughs> yeah, maybe now it needs to go to the car. <laughs> I do agree that, like, the more you look at it, the more the the less jarring. Also, I feel like I did an image search of it too, and it looks similar to, like, I believe, like an African like type of statue. Is that what you found, Alyssa? Yeah, I looked at a bunch of different like regions. So I just basically try. I like Google brain dumped like any kind of chain of words that I thought could pull something up and I definitely was seeing either like New Guinea area or West Africa was like statues that look similar but there were a lot of distinctive features I couldn't find I even went so far as to start emailing art historians (laughs) and African arts experts including uh the curator at Yale (laughs) to see if they would take a look at the picture I have not heard back yet, but it was a holiday weekend. So Mm. if I hear back, I'll let you know. I have done this several times over the years. I have reached Mm -hmm. out to people uh, at all sorts of schools and museums and things. Because one of the issues is that I don't want to throw this in the ocean if it means something to somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, if it is somebody's culture, I would love for them to have it back. You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know what if it was art that was like stolen from somebody at some point I have no idea I mm-hmm. want yeah. the rightful owner to have it if there is a rightful owner I just don't know who that is yeah yeah and that's another reason I don't want to get rid of it I have decided that I am absolutely getting I 
I shouldn't say absolutely because <laughs> I never follow through on anything, but I decided that I don't want to take it into 2021. Yeah. Good for you. You know, find yeah. another place for it. Leave it in 2020 with everything else. Yeah. That is my goal. I am a little worried that I'm going to get rid of it and not be able to do stand-up comedy anymore. No, it's <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, I never did stand-up comedy without it. So I don't know. <laughs> I do understand the idea of not wanting to get rid of it if it's somebody's culture. I mean, the possibility it comes up is that it's folk art souvenir type stuff, right? That's the other yeah. possibility. Like it could be TJ Maxx level like folk art <laughs> or it could be like a true souvenir or it could be like a true piece of art. Have you considered um, like sending it out into the world or like even putting it somewhere in nature but not just destroying Ooh. it so that you could return to it, like bury it or something? I have thought about that. Uh, except I feel like, isn't that like a, like a, also like a movie trope where somebody's like, well, I'm going to make this not my problem anymore. And then I feel like it's like, basically like the plot of the ring. Like, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I go leave it somewhere, bury it, do something to get rid of it and make it not my problem anymore. And then someone else finds it and the whole thing happens again to them. But it's going to be somebody's problem right like so let's let's just operate on the assumption it is cursed it's going to be somebody's problem whether you destroy it and then you're cursed forever or you send it into the world and somebody else has to deal with it like you didn't create it so it's just a matter of like it exists with or without you so why not roll the dice and at least like give everyone a breather but what if there is some way? So, like, my ideal solution to this is, uh, I think, honestly, finding, like, the rightful place, because some part of me feels like, uh, based on, I, I assume, based on an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, I can't remember. For some mm-hmm. reason, some part of me feels like if it goes to the right person, it's not a curse for them. And sure. so, like, finding the place for it to go would be the ideal situation, because then no one's cursed and I don't have to destroy it. Yes, I agree. But also because so much of me doesn't believe in curses, I just feel like again this weird like a brain loop where I'm like, all right, well, I'm just gonna get rid of it. It doesn't matter what I do with it because it's not really cursed. Uh, is mm-hmm. you know, I'll do my best to find out if it belongs to someone who would want it. And if not, then I can do anything with it because it's not really cursed. And mm-hmm then I'll end up back in. But like, what if it is cursed? Yeah. It's probably not, but what if it is? Have any of your friends ever offered to take it off your hands? Oh no, absolutely not. All of my friends are terrified of it. (laughs) Interesting. Someone on Facebook did offer, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't somebody I know very well, I don't think, but I posted about it on Facebook and someone was like, yeah, I'll take it. But I don't think, if it really is cursed, I don't think that guy should have given it to me. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. People do all kinds of stuff because they don't think as deeply about some of these problems. And also, it sounds like he didn't have to live with it for as long. Yeah, he didn't. Well, who knows? Maybe he started in a suit and then he ended up in acid wash jeans. <laughs> that's funny. What if he started in not acid wash jeans and then ended up in acid wash jeans and was like, this is a level up? Mm. <laughs> There's a part of me that like wants to offer to take it from you to try to like figure out what to do with it. But I'm not doing it. I was thinking about what if you got like a container blessed by like a priest or something, then threw that bad boy in a blessed like 
box or something. Because that's what you see a lot of like whenever they have... and then send it to the blessed post office and then send to it somebody yeah else. send it to the pope. No, but like whenever you see like what's his face Zach Baggins has that museum in Las Vegas. And a lot of people collect cursed items. And when they do that, they tend to have like, they have a case to hold it, right? So like even Annabelle, she's in a case. I don't know. Are you Catholic? I'm, I was, I'm not necessarily Catholic now, but. We were both raised Catholic. And are terrified of like actual. I believe in demons, demons. if that's what your question is. (laughs) Uh, It's just a weird, like, um, to, to someone who is not Catholic, uh, it just seemed like a, like, it just, it totally makes sense why someone's response to a curse thing would be a priest. But to someone who's not raised Catholic, it's like, why are we involving those people? Like, right, why are we involving yeah. more? <laughs> okay, so here, hear me out on this. Since March, I've been a practicing witch since the <laughs> pandemic started. Mm. Mm-hmm. would you send it to some kind of like pagan witchcraft like person or group for them to try to banish bind seal whatever i would be much more inclined to do that than a, a catholic priest mm-hmm. yeah i i am open to anything i have not made any decisions on how to get rid of it i just strongly believe that i would like it's ultimately like I know that it's not I think ultimately what it is is that I want to try to I want to try to make actual substantive changes to my mental health without having a thing that I could be like well I would be a better person if I didn't have a curse statue like <laughs> mm-hmm. so like I feel like I just want to get rid of the scapegoat for yeah, the side door yeah Though mm-hmm. ultimately, uh, I feel like if any, I, I feel like I'll just be like, oh, I didn't get rid of it right. And like, I feel like for the rest of my life, but I definitely feel like if I don't have this staring in my face, I will be more inclined to take personal responsibility in a way that I sometimes don't. So I think ultimately it's more of a mental health thing than like an occult thing. So right. I should probably go on a different podcast for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, you got to rule out all possibilities, right? And I think in general, no matter what faith or like like witches, uh, Catholics, I think an important thing for any like evil um, when like the veil is thinner is is making your intentions clear. So like if you're like very like, you're not going to control me, you're not going to control my life. I do mm-hmm. think, I, you know, I don't think that would fix all your problems, but I think it would at least put that energy towards it. Like, anyway, I don't know. I think, I think it's just like voodoo. Like the more you believe it, the more power it has over you sort of. And that kind of falls into like magic and like voodoo, witchcraft, all that stuff. So magical thinking. Yeah. yeah. So I think a good first step would be kind of figuring out what your intentions for it is. Like, I respect you. I respect your space but you're not going to control how things go for me anymore. Something like that. Yeah. You know, like I do that at home all the time. Cause I think my house is haunted. So I'm like, no, <laughs> leave me alone. I just yell it into empty rooms at night. You mostly uh, think your house is haunted though, because of whatever Sonia brought in. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. My Philly house. I was talking about my hometown house, but yeah. Oh, Sonia yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been kind of weird and like clicky around here. Like things are moving, but whatever. I'm not worried about it. 
I feel like I can't set boundaries with other human beings. In group. <laughs> okay. And Fair. Meg is out here setting boundaries with ghosts. <laughs> I am all about boundaries. I'll set boundaries with fucking everything. Anyone or anything, dead, alive, alien. You're in my house. You respect my rules or else you're going to have a problem. Yeah. I try at least. There are like, have you ever watched any of the YouTube videos that are like how to cover the energetic connection between you and an object or whatever? I've never seen those. I did something that involved some sort of wood stick and lighting it on fire. Hmm. Palo Santo? That's it. I yeah. was going to say Palo Alto, but I was going to say it's not Palo Alto, but it sounds That's like Palo Alto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I did some sort of ritual with that. That's so funny. Sometime during the quarantine. It did not end the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I follow this one person who, her name's Jessie Huntenberg. She's trying to coin this phrase, which doesn't sound good from a branding perspective, but from a philosophy standpoint, it's really good. It's, she's claims to be a mind witch, which is somebody who practices witchcraft to like help support um, like their mental acuity, mindset, all that kind of shit. And uh, it's great. So maybe you do it again and maybe be like, the quarantine is going to happen regardless. So like, how am I going to get through this? I mean, on one hand, you have now done your first podcast and hopefully yeah. you feel this way. I feel like we're having a fun time hanging out. Mostly because of the statue. Not that we wouldn't hang out otherwise, but this is definitely a weird-ass paranormal story. We so talking weird. Uh, it is the only paranormal story that I have, so I would not... <laughs> I don't really have any other paranormal stories, so I wouldn't have been able to be on here without the statue, uh, except that uh, I took a witchcraft class in college. Ooh. And I found out about this when I looked at my trans applying to a job in like 2010 and I don't remember taking that class at all I haven't I have I remember every other class I took I took a folklore class I took like all sorts of I remember every other class that I took uh I am 100% sure that my final exam for that class was some sort of spell that involved racing people's memories and that was just really good I did have an A I just I think I have no recollection of this class that I got an A in the teacher's name doesn't sound familiar I couldn't find them on the college website. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I just, that is the closest thing I have I to a paranormal story. So <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my gosh. That's, I love that. Yeah. So, I, I'm a better person for hearing that story. What is your, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, so I'm not talking because the wheels in my, I always make connections when they shouldn't be there. And I'm like, what are, you're meant, you're destined for something. I'm like, okay, so you a took witchcraft, a, a witchcraft, full, witchcraft class witchcraft. and now you were gifted this <laughs> statue. Pretty soon someone's going to come into your life and whisk you away to some <laughs> magical land with the statue. Oh my God. Uh, Good for you. Nothing cool like that ever happens to me. All of my classes sucked. I took a woman studies class because I thought I'd like it. And I was like, I was worse off after. I was like, mm. <laughs> like I don't like, like women I anymore. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, maybe we should not vote. I don't like it. I, this is so boring. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Uh, talk about suffrage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's exactly what I was like. She was, the teacher was just so terrible, but whatever. That's that's my college experience. You were, meanwhile, learning magic. That's, uh, 
jealous. I have no idea what I learned from the class. I honestly like can't imagine. I thought it was like I took this folklore class and uh like it was basically the whole class was just learning about the rules of ghosts. Ooh, uh, so like I'm pro- pretty jealous. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. So <laughs> jealous. I want to go back to I school. I took a bunch of propaganda classes and those are serving me great now because yeah. I'm just <laughs> depressed every time I look at the news. Yeah. <laughs> So like you you both obviously listen to a lot of like ghosts and ghost stories and read about ghost mm-hmm. things. Does this seem accurate with what you have learned while doing this podcast? So basically the one thing I remember, just because it was like such a weird experience, is I remember uh so like the, the guy who taught it was this guy, Dr. Edget. He taught at Widener for just like forever. So funny and like weird, just like this older dude. It was really interesting. I remember once I saw him in an acme and it shattered my illusion that he was like a magical, mystical human. It was very <laughs> upsetting. But uh, he basically taught us that, so like during a class, now I don't know if you, like Widener is very expensive. Uh, even with a scholarship, super expensive. So I paid for this class where I had to learn that ghosts, he told the story about this girl who came to him a few years ago at from one of the dorm rooms uh, like one of the sorority houses, that sorority house used to be owned by this family. Like a lot of the houses in Widener are these really old, like really old buildings from like when Chester used to be like the like summer homes of like rich people from like Philadelphia. Like, I don't know, like the Carnegie's, like people who didn't die on the Titanic had summer homes in Chester, like that kind of people. <laughs> and so like there was this rich girl who uh, died as like a teenager in like the 1800s, 1900s, and the early 1900s. And so this girl lived in the dorms in like the early 2000s, came to him and was like, the ghost keeps throwing my CD across the room. I keep putting in Britney Spears and the ghost keeps throwing across the room. And Dr. Edget, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Edget took her to the library, did some research and found out that a girl had died there and this was her age and this was when she died. And he looked up what music would have been popular amongst 13 year old girls at that time. Wow. And he went and he made, or got these records from the old, the Wolfram library and he burned them onto a CD for, gave her the CD. And he was like, all right, play this CD for like 45 minutes or whatever, go take a shower, come back, then put on your music. And so basically I had to listen to, like I paid money in a class to learn that ghosts don't like Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) And that the way that he knew that that's who it was is because ghosts have to haunt the place where they die. They can't haunt anywhere else. I had to take a final exam where I would lose points. It can negatively affect my GPA if I did not say like, as like a fact, a statement of fact, that ghosts can only haunt the place where they died. That's a disputed fact, I would say. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't particularly agree with that last one, but I do agree that um, if you're taking a logic class. <laughs> also, how do I get this man's job? What do I have to do? Because I want it. I want to get paid <laughs> to burn CDs of 1800s Victorian music. And to fail people if they tell me ghosts aren't real. That's all I want <laughs> in this world. I'm so... I feel exhausted about the concept of burning a CD in the year 2020. Yeah, I'm just that's like, true. I have to go get a CD burner. Like. I would love to talk to this man too, because there's so many things. Like, just look at cursed objects themselves. Like, 
I'm looking him up on LinkedIn as that, we speak. Like that, doctor. <laughs> you can transport spirits knowingly or unknowingly through cursed objects. So no, they don't have to be where they died. Dumb. I mean, the other thing too is like you hear all these stories. I mean, I guess it depends too what is a ghost because I had this conversation with Sam about um, your object because he was just like, ma, cursed object. And I was like, I feel like there's different levels of curses, right? Like Or like haunted objects, right? So if if it's haunted by a white ghost, like a white person ghost <laughs> from recent times, I'm less concerned than if it's like, a spirit or god of a native culture like that is more frightening to yeah. me than like an old bitty <laughs> I've never thought about that I always think of like um, like we used to tell ghost stories to our, like our, our little cousins and like there's an old DuPont factory directly across the street from my house and there's no like houses there or anything so we would make up all sorts of stories and we definitely could have made it like a factory explosion or something you know what I mean like a factory fire we definitely every time we made up ghosts that lived in this place there were civil war ghosts like just, oh, interesting. Yeah, we would just make up civil war ghosts because like I would just think of ghosts as being from like Victorian England, the Civil War. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like yeah. I've never thought of like, oh, here's a ghost from like 1981 who died of a cocaine overdose. <laughs> like that just yeah. never occurs to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the other parts of it too are like, um, you know, is it a ghost? Is it a, is it a demon? Is it like an echo? Is it conscious? Like there's so many questions that like comes up with like cursed objects or ghosts. So I also feel like your professor probably, it seems like from what you're describing had a narrow view of what ghosts could be. It's also possible that like, uh, I'm misremembering like context, like it was in a certain <laughs> unit or something, you know, it was just a, a strange, I, I just remember being very like a, you never forget a multiple choice question like that. <laughs> you just never forget something like that because it has to just like burn itself in your mind True. at the absurdity. <laughs> uh, it was absolutely absurd. But it, it also, like, I just don't think that all classes should cost the same amount in college. Like, that's fair. <laughs> uh, this was incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I have so much to think about now. Just like going back to school for ghost college. I'm like <laughs> just sitting here staring at my wall. Like, wow. Getting a business management degree was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for all of those stories. I can't even begin to explain how much I loved each and every one of them. They were so good. Um. Hey, George, isn't, isn't this year great? Isn't 2020 fantastic? Dan, are you kidding me? I mean... This year sucks. I've been inside the entire time. But how often do you get two new sports team names? We got Kraken and football team. I do like football team. If only there was a show where you could rank these new names. I know just the show. There's a show. I host it with my friend Dave Primiano. It's called The Rank Bank. Dan, that's awfully relevant to this completely natural conversation. Of course it is. It's almost like I shoehorned it in here because it's all I want to talk about anymore. When do episodes drop, Dan? You can hear part one and part two of every league on Monday, and part two will come out on Tuesday. You don't even have to wait. Wow. Two days, two separate episodes of the show. How can you give that much content? It's exhausting. Go listen to the Rank Bank.
Uh, Meg, I think you have something you want to talk about. I do. I want to talk about more cursed objects. I'm yelling at you guys. I wanted to talk about other real life cursed objects. A side note for these stories, a lot of these cursed objects come from horrible things. For example, plantations, imperialism. Turns out evil deeds will sometimes create evil items. So sorry for being a bummer once again. (laughs) Every time I do a story, I'm like, how can I? This is sad. There's no like ghost that just like fell into a cotton candy field and became a ghost. A site called Absolute History has an article titled 20 Terrifying Cursed Items That Actually Exist. Um, We're not going to go through all 20, just my faves. Okay, so the first one is the Koh-i-Noor Diamond. According to an article called The Curse of Koh-i-Noor, Can Only God or Women Wear It? The curse states, he who owns this diamond will own the world but will also know all its misfortunes. Only God or a woman can wear it with impunity. So I don't know why God or women, uh, no men. Per Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Misandrous. Yeah, it's like most of my parties, no boys allowed. Per Wikipedia, past owners have been assassinated, their countries overthrown and jailed while in possession of the stone. It is now part of the crown jewels in England. Since being acquired by England, only women have worn the jewel, uh, with Queen Victoria staunchly believing in the curse. So this is an imperialism story where it's said to be cursed, but it's also worth $12 billion. So I'm not sure if it's just cursed or if mankind is just really greedy and willing to murder each other over a billion dollar diamond i mean it's a time-honored question of is this cursed or is this more money more problems yes that's exactly <laughs> that needs to be the name of this episode is this cursed or is this more money more problems because that is totally the more i read it was like yeah people like families were getting murdered and stuff but i'm like it sounds like they just want the fortune sure yeah or like those are people in power right, right. who have big fancy but diamonds the cool thing well the interesting the whole reason I included it is because it's right now it's in the crown jewels. It's in the crown that mm-hmm. you'll see the queen wear sometimes. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. you're just going to wear this cursed ass diamond and you all know about it. Yeah. But when there's a king, does it go to him? Uh, I genuinely think the, the Brits won't like the men won't, won't wear it. Mm. Uh, if I were the queen, I would be trying to toss it like a ring onto Boris Johnson's head. Like, <laughs> Yeah, just ring tossing it right on. <laughs> Holy crap, that would be so funny. Um, the the people of India, because it's from India, do feel as though, at least, I mean, from what I've read, some people feel as though it should be given back. So I do wonder if maybe if it was given back, like like what you were saying before, Cassandra, the, the curse would be broken or lifted. But they haven't obviously yet given it back. So who knows? Yeah, Britain has a lot of other <laughs> things that they stole that they have to give back first before they get to the diamonds. <laughs> they have a lot. They have a lot to do. Um, okay, let's go on to our next cursed item. So the next thing that I want to talk about is the Myrtle's Plantation Mirror. And I did a little research into mirrors because I feel like they're brought up a lot. So often in movies and stories, mirrors are used for paranormal experiences. They're believed to be somehow linked to the other side. In Irish mm-hmm. culture, it's believed if you don't cover all mirrors during the funeral, the deceased soul can get trapped. So per Shore Home and Guarded Magazine, so I don't know why they're talking about paranormal stuff, but Shore Home has got the goods. <laughs> Many beach houses are haunted, for sure. <laughs> That's probably what it is. So quote from this article, the ancient Romans believed that mirrors or any reflective surface was a reflection of the human soul 
and they must not be misused or something terrible could happen, and the soul could be lost. Many cultures all around the world feel that mirrors are portals to other worlds, predictors for the future, and windows to the afterlife. Some cultures believe that mirrors can watch you as you watch them, a sort of two-way viewing screen to other dimensions. There is a centuries-old practice of covering the mirrors in a house when a loved one is dying. And as the superstition goes, it's due to the fact you might see death or the devil himself um, in the reflection, coming to gather the soul of the departed. And also in that same vein, some say the dead get confused and pass into the mirror instead of the realm they were intended to go into after death. So I didn't really know that. I mean, I knew that people were weird about mirrors, but I didn't know the why behind it. So I thought that would be cool. Yeah. Our friend uh, Zoe, who did the podcast a couple episodes, has that weird mirror that she wants someone to deal with yeah yeah that's exactly yeah be careful with mirrors um is what I'm learning here well that's you know there's so many like even just breaking a mirror like there's a superstition that causes seven years bad luck and it has something to do with other dimensions realities whatever um and such is the case for the Myrtle's plantation mirror in Louisiana the cursed object we're talking about today Um, A woman who lived at the plantation named Mary and a few of her children died there of yellow fever. They're said to be trapped in the mirror. According to a Ghosts and Ghouls article titled The Haunted Mirror at Myrtle's Plantation, visitors at the 217-year-old plantation report seeing handprints on the glass, prints allegedly belonging to the Woodruffs. Strange drip marks also run the length of the mirror and no amount of cleaning can remove the residue. Visitors have also spotted figures in old-fashioned clothing lurking inside the mirror's warped glass. Uh, Below is a photo, so that's why I shared this with you, if you can see that photo. Um, I did want to note something while you're looking at that. A few other sources have this really crazy story about Mary and the children being poisoned by one of the plantation workers, Uh, but this is highly disputed with no historical proof to back it up, so that's why I didn't include it. Um, The yellow fever story was confirmed by historical documents, so... Look at this mirror picture. Do you see the little boy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I understand the drips. The drips, because of weird home decor stuff, like that, the drips make sense to me. Yeah. This picture is sus, but also. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool because he's see through. Like you can see the bars behind his little head. Uh, that is true. But it does look like movement. True. Yeah. Maybe like there's like a, a kid there or something. But none of the other, like there's other people clearly moving. You know, Here's what I mean? my it does look like. It's my mm-hmm. objection to the story. Like, I guarantee you that that is not the worst thing that's ever happened at that plantation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, a thousand percent. Which yeah, is ridiculous no. to be like all of the horrible things that happened here, but like, these two kids are haunting the place. Well, no, like, you know what? They deserve to be trapped in that mirror. Fuck them. It's one of the most, <laughs> it's considered one of the most haunted places in America from the articles I've read. And there's many, many wow. other hauntings that happen, but the mirror is cursed and it was the cursed object. The so object I, itself Yeah, is so a I didn't go into yeah. like the okay. whole house, but like, yeah, if you want more information on a super haunt, you're right. I'm willing to bet most plantations are haunted to high heaven, so, and deserve it. But- yeah Um, yeah be careful with mirrors folks interesting i know that mirrors are also i mean they hinted at it in here they mirrors use also for scrying yes yeah they mentioned that too there's something about it they think it's like it's like an access point to other dimensions or or magical worlds 
Yeah. Okay. So I only have one more cursed object. I didn't, there were 20 and they were all really fun. (laughs) So maybe we should link this article because I wanted to do all of them, but I didn't want to take forever. This one is the woman from Lem statue. Um, Per the Absolute History article, this spooky statue was discovered in 1878, but dated around 3500 BC. It has reportedly resulted in the deaths of no fewer than four different families. Wow. That's right. Not just specific owners, but their entire families. According to the terrifying history of a cursed statue named the Goddess of Death by Gregory Burkhart, first believed to represent a Cypriot fertility goddess, the statue's reputation began to take a significantly darker turn after it was acquired by its first owner, Lord Elfont during British colonial occupation of Cyprus. Elfant, along with six other members of his family, reportedly died within six years of obtaining the relic. It traveled westward across Europe after being purchased by a man named Ivor Minucci, whose family fared even worse than Elfant's. All of them were dead within four years of the goddess's arrival. A similar fate befell the statue's third owner, a Lord Thompson Noel, and his entire immediate family, all of whom were dead within a few years. The last known private buyer was said to be Sir Alan Biverbrook, who died along with his wife and two daughters over an even shorter span of time, leaving only his two sons in, possessions of the, in possession of the notorious artifact. Fearing the curse of the goddess would strike them next, they donated the Woman of Lund to the Royal Museum in Edinburgh, Scotland. But even then, the curse apparently did not diminish in power. When the museum finally put the statue on display, its curator died mysteriously within a year of handling it. Uh, (laughs) do you believe in this one cassandra is this cursed enough for you no because actually i think that's just covered in some sort of like toxic material and some carcinogen is just hanging out that's what i was thinking too like what killed uh madame curie like i think they just dipped that statue in it like what is that radi radiation it, she died of radi- yeah, uranium I, something like that i think that is a radioactive statue <laughs> crazy it's killed three or four different families i don't know i just know i wouldn't want to be anywhere near it uh, i for sure would not touch that one. Oh yeah because well you you're saying it because of medical reasons you think it's like actually toxic in some way <laughs> I was just say, like, a year after handling it sounds like, like, I feel like curses probably can work instantly if they want, but, like, radium or whatever takes a year, like. Right, right, yeah. I think why not both, right? Like, it was discovered, and then between <laughs> what it was discovered, then it sounds like if you do the math on this, the pandemic of 1920, right? The 1920 Spanish flu, 1918 Spanish mm, flu, mm-hmm. right? Like. Mm-hmm. So you like count up the years. You're just like, well, that was a shitty time. Oh no, I guess that's 40 years. 1878 reported. Well, anyway, I'm just saying it was a hard time to be alive. Like right around the industrial revolution, everybody was dying. That makes sense to me. I always (laughs) wonder that. Like when I hear about like ghosts and stuff and like, yeah, and their whole family died. It's like, well, that was happening all over. So no big deal. As far as like cursed objects go, like I love the lore of it. So and maybe, like, maybe it is cursed, and that would be, like, wild, because <laughs> I get the people who are just like, yeah, we left that there for a reason. <laughs> Cassandra, this could be you. Think about it. Yeah, it makes your statue look like a good friend. You could bury it, and then BC. Oh, yeah. Many, I'm doing the math, but I'm bad Before at Before Cassandra. <laughs> Another 2,000 years later, someone's going to find it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then they'll deal with it. It's their problem then. Also, like maybe, like what if every time, okay, so like uh, you mentioned your friend is like the cursed mirror, like there's like mm-hmm. just basically like all of these cursed things out in the world. What if like the more cursed things people have dug out of the ground at one time just kind of decides how bad things are? So like we all just <laughs> we all have to bury we all our just cursed bury subjects. them at once. <laughs> yeah, could be man. Put them back to sleep. It does feel like we're at an all time high of cursed out objects for sure. I'm picturing just some sort of like haunted home goods or just like. <laughs> Every object is just cursed, filled with a demon, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I there's this person, I I follow them on social media, but they're and they're local currently to this area. They're they're younger than us, but right now they're in our region. Um they're a practicing witch and she has mentioned she babysits a Dybbuk box oh, for no another person things. because like, yeah. And it's just like, and she has a couple like objects where they're like haunted, but basically like just because she feels she's like in control enough to like manage and like appease it or whatever. So maybe you could hire a babysitter for this object is what I'm thinking. A spiritual babysitter. I can DM her on TikTok if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think of people that I know personally that I would trust with a cursed statue. And I was just thinking like, I'm like, so like my friends are all like more responsible than me. Like they have homes and things like that. But like, I was thinking the other day, like, so uh, I was once on a subway in New York with some of my friends and one of them licked a subway pole. They were drunk. I was the only person not drunk. And they licked a subway pole. And I turned to one of my friends and went, oh my God, that's so gross. Did you see that? They just licked a subway pole. And then my other friend licked a subway pole. So like, I don't have a single person in my life that I would trust to give like a curse statue to. And also everyone I know uh, thinks that I was incredibly stupid for taking it and that I should not have done that and so uh, I don't know that I know anyone like that but I can look in like uh Craigslist or something like try to find a cursed statue person I think you need some Facebook groups some like occulty new age spiritual Facebook groups you should email Zach Baggins he would take it I did recommend to Cassandra to message the people from Hellier and they did not get back <gasps> I thought about tweeting them today but I just I just straight up forgot, those honestly. freaking nerds Zach is cool he'll respond <laughs> Just kidding. I would still team up with the Hellier people <laughs> first every time. I have one little bit here. Um, I do want to shout out. There are a few that were too big that I want to cover like as their own stories. There's Robert the Doll, Annabelle, and James mm-hmm. James Carr. Those are all super cursed. Also, our friend Ryan Shaner's paintings are cursed. Yeah, that's true. And FYI, there's a ton of jewelry on the cursed items list, so make sure you're not buying any shady multi-million dollar diamonds anytime soon (laughs) uh the only jewelry i own is this necklace from a coffee shop so i I love it (laughs) that's awesome yeah i don't do a lot of jewelry either but for whatever reason people tend to to stick with their jewelry so i would well i don't think i buy nice enough jewelry even if it is like secondhand yeah (laughs) for people to want to curse (laughs) that's fair but I feel like 
one of the things that has been helpful for me, even if it's just a little intention setting is, uh, trying to cleanse things before bringing them into the house. That has been a nice exercise to just be like, <laughs> welcome object into my home. Like now you have new opportunities for energy and not whatever bullshit you're carrying with you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird thing because like in general I'm a like second hand person like I don't like the uh-huh. concept of things being produced for me to buy mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always bought used cars I buy used cell phones and mm-hmm. now like I have to be like all right before I bring this thing into my house is there a chance it has bed bugs is there a chance it's cursed uh <laughs> if not does it have COVID right. germs on it like what it what could be going on yeah right yeah there's too many things <laughs> Yeah, that's like, I always tell Alyssa, I got a bunch of stuff from, for my house from an estate sale. And before I purchased a single thing, I went up to the person selling. And I was like, did the person who lived here die? And they were like, no, 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 no. They went to a nursing home. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll buy all their stuff if they're just downsizing. But if they die, I'm not touching any of it. So thanks. Being a fat person and shopping at a thrift store, it's kind of like an all or nothing. It's like, there's mm-hmm. going to be like nothing my size. So there's going to be a lot of right. things my size. Yeah, and then yeah. I have to be like, uh, did that person die or lose weight? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, nice. I'm really interested to hear more about some of these other haunted objects. We'll definitely have to talk about them at some point. Definitely. But I think it's time for us to play a game. Yeah, let's play a game. Uh, today for our game, we're going to play Haunt, Mary Kill, Ooh. a quick one. So the way this works is we'll pick three people, things, objects, concepts. We're pretty loose on what you have to decide. Usually people is the, the best one to go with. So you'll make a list of three and then we'll each answer who we would haunt, who we would marry and who we would kill. And everyone has to answer. So you, you'll answer the one that you also offer. Okay. So we'll take a minute and we'll make our lists. So we all took a minute. Do you have your lists ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Cassandra, do you want to go first, just in case you picked ones that we also might have picked, which tends to happen? Yes, please, because I can't. You can them. list them, and then we'll go through it, and then you can tell us yours last. Whoever shares the list gets to tell theirs last. Okay. Uh, so I decided to go with some comedians. So your options are Wanda Sykes, <laughs> Margaret Cho, and Ellen DeGeneres. I was so scared they were going to be Philly comedians. <laughs> I also was like, yes. I was like, oh no. Okay. So you said Margaret Cho, Wanda Sykes, and Ellen DeGeneres? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I mean, do you want to go first, Alyssa? Yeah. I've, I have a struggle with Margaret Cho because she is like, my hero for so many reasons. And I think I'd want to marry her because I think that there's many reasons why I'd be like, we would go well together for the most part. Although many times I've interacted with her more one-on-one, she's very stoned. Um, (laughs) But I feel like (laughs) Margaret Cho, I think I'd want to marry her. Although Wanda Sykes would be a close second. Uh, So I'd have to haunt Wanda Sykes I think it'd be fun to just see what she's up to like see her funny comments I bet she has a great like like personal dialogue going on with herself um so I'd kill Ellen DeGeneres I think that'd be great to go down in infamy for something so someone so like such an icon and such a classic I just Mm. you know you gotta hurt the ones you love (laughs) 
I am, I have the same answers for, but for very different reasons. So I would definitely marry uh, Margaret Cho. I saw her at Helium and she had this full white suit and she came out on stage and the light was on her and this cool ass like rap beat was playing and the whole audience just stood up and started cheering and she just, she looked like a comedy angel. So it would be <laughs> my goddamn honor to marry Margaret Cho. Uh, I would haunt Wanda Sykes in the hopes that she'd write a bit about me. I'm very <laughs> self-centered and I think she's hilarious. So that would be a dream come true. And I would kill Ellen DeGeneres because she's, you know, she's been getting a lot of backlash lately. <laughs> so I think <laughs> people would be like, that's, you know, I get it. <laughs> so that's, those are my answers. I'm guessing you didn't see the show where she like showed off her tattoos on her butt. Who, Ellen? No, Margaret Cho. No. Because <laughs> you're like, she came out on stage and I was like, with the butt tattoos. That was the oh, most yeah. thought that I had. That, I think we saw different shows. Yeah. <laughs> that changes nothing for me. That just makes me want to marry her more, honestly. I think there are two faces that are almost kissing. I think that's what it is. When her butt cheeks are together. I love, I love her. If I remember correctly. I love her so much. Ugh. What about you, Sandra? Uh, I feel like I accidentally made a thing that was too hard for myself to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, so I think I would marry Wanda Sykes mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. uh, she also lives in Delco. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wouldn't have to move. Uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Margaret Cho. I don't know if she still lives in San Francisco, but like all those hills, who needs it? Mm -hmm. uh, I would haunt Margaret Cho because like, you know, you get a, I get a lifetime with Wanda Sykes and that would be amazing because she's hilarious and just seems mm -hmm. really cool. But then we get eternity haunting Margaret Cho. Mm -hmm. I assume that she, I assume she is an eternal being. <laughs> and that I would, she doesn't age and she's amazing. Probably like my favorite ever. And also like, it would be so fun to be yelled at. Like... <laughs> Like, if you're haunting Margaret Cho in, like, an old house, yes. she would yell at you. I agree. Agree. Uh, but I would definitely marry either of them uh, in <laughs> real life. And uh, I would kill Ellen DeGeneres, not in real life, just in the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because somebody has to yeah, die. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. It's a real yeah, like, engagement. What if all the things about her being mean to her staff are true? You know, like... Mm. Yeah, who knows? They might not be, but they also could be, so. Yeah. I protested Bush, so I was not a fan of that picture. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Nice. Sweet. This was, these were great options. Thank you, because I also was just like, oh, Philly Comics. I was comics. so scared. <laughs> I was like, wow, Cassandra, way to do something that we're going to definitely cut and not say we're going to cut, but that's <laughs> not me. Uh, I was giving you enough credit to assume that you have a, an audience beyond Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> that was your first mistake, but thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Some of my friends live in Pittsburgh. Thanks. <laughs> Meg, what are you announce? Yes, okay. Um, so for my three, I have Cassandra's ghost professor, <laughs> the guy who had the statue first, and... Mm -hmm. And of an age appropriate, because I don't know his age, but assuming he's 25, pretend he's 25 for this, the frat bro who hit your car at age 25. <laughs> That's really tough. <laughs> yeah, I made it, I made it a challenging one for sure. 
Um, all right. So, uh, I feel like, all right, I would marry Dr. Adrian mm-hmm. because he's going to die soon. <laughs> either, either we'll fall in love and I'll enjoy the time that we had together or I'll hate him and it'll be over soon. Um, I'm going to kill the Frapro who destroyed my Mini Cooper convertible. And I'm going to haunt that guy on that elevator because I feel mm-hmm. like he's expecting it. He's probably spent every <laughs> day since he got rid of that statue just waiting to be haunted again. So <laughs> he'll be all right. Perfect. Um, I would haunt the ghost professor. Because I would want to, like, fuck with his understanding of what <laughs> ghosts are. <laughs> and just be, like, super contrary and just, like, really yeah. push <laughs> academic research to the test is what I want to do. <laughs> um, I think I would have to... <laughs> I was going to say marry the guy with the luck because I'd be like, yo, baby, your luck has changed. <laughs> like, I am here for you. Um, yeah, I guess that sounds fine. I would want to know, like, what happened with his, like, cursed objects, so at least to get married and to hear a little bit about how that all was going, that'd be fine, I guess. And the frat guy with the car, I have, I'm indifferent. I'm mad on your behalf that he hit your car. (laughs) Like, yeah, so he's gotta go. Yeah. Final answer. (laughs) Okay, I think, um, I think I would haunt frat guy and just torture him for the rest of his life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just talk about mini coopers in his ear until he's like haunted by mini coopers and has a phobia um and then i would marry wait yeah haunt that guy and then i would marry the professor and we would study the stuff and have we have one common interest but that would keep us going and then i would kill the the uh statue guy which is a bummer uh-huh. because you know but hopefully his life has turned around since the statue's been gone and uh he lived it to the fullest so sorry <laughs> sorry dude <laughs> time is up what i think would be interesting about you marrying the professor and like studying ghosts together is that when he inevitably dies before you you can also further academic research yeah i could take up his work because if he doesn't contact you from the afterlife then you know it there's nothing. Yeah, true. <laughs> nice. Okay. Last one for mine. You have to do a little bit of belief suspension. So let me give you some context. Okay. All right. We've ended up in some kind of like uh, time folding in on itself, time traveling, quantum physics, multi-dimension verse, right? Okay. okay. You have to haunt Mary and kill this group of three yourself from 2010 yourself from 2020 yourself from 2021 <laughs> it's a paradox though because well, okay okay no no you don't die you don't in this in this equation you don't die you it's just a multiverse. kill yourself and it, okay it's a multiverse it's kill. not like one t- like timeline split it's like from many timelines oh okay do i go first 
Were you underage in 2010? Because if that's the case, just pick the first year you were. No, no, it's okay. I was uh, close. I was either 17 or 18 in 2010. Well, whatever year you're 18. Okay. Um, I would, it doesn't matter because I would totally haunt 2010 Meg. I was, I had my first boyfriend at the time that year and he sucked. So I would just haunt me and be like, dude, you're going to have so much fun in college. Break up with him. Break up with him. I would totally haunt myself. Maybe that's what I am doing in my current house. And then I would kill 2020 Meg, obviously, anything to make this year go faster. <laughs> and then I would marry future me because I believe in my future and I'm, I'm going to glow up. So that's what I'm going to do. Fair, fair, fair. All right, so I would, I would kill 2010 me because, <laughs> no offense, Meg, people in their 20s are just worse. Uh, <laughs> Fair, that's fine. Um, I would haunt 2020 me because quite frankly i would enjoy having someone to talk to uh, (laughs) (laughs) pretty lonely in here uh and uh then i would uh marry 2021 me because she's gotten rid of the statue and is taking personal responsibility and just seems like she's gonna learn how to set boundaries with ghosts it'll be good (laughs) nice 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 uh, I would kill 2020 me. This year's been fine. I'm not upset about it, but it's just like out of all of the pickings, this one can go and that's rough, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I would haunt 2021 me because I need to know that if we don't go back to stand up comedy in person soon, that I'm going to have some <laughs> other hobby <laughs> to talk about <laughs> and engage with. So I would definitely haunt 2021 me. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I'd marry a uh, 26-year-old me nice. because, I don't know, she was pretty good. She played roller derby. She still has a long way to go. And um, I just feel like being there for that ride would be excellent. Also, that would have to mean, because I think I got married when I was 26, I'd have to go in and um, insert myself. Oh, no, wait, this is 2010 me, huh? 10 years. okay so yeah i wasn't married yet anyway i would have to break up my current relationship <laughs> <laughs> it's year 20 to make right. this work yeah mm-hmm. perfect yeah Beautiful. so yeah. sweet so nice. well i look forward to uh, our, our futures <laughs> of being married to ourselves <laughs> i love that you're gonna marry yourself but it can't be an open relationship like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you open a lot of rules but not monogamy <laughs> listen 2010 Alyssa was a lot to deal with <laughs> So it was 2020, uh, 2010 Sam, like the two of them too much. <laughs> so, um, this was great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where can they follow you? I don't really do anything in quarantine, but I do have a Twitter. I don't remember what it is. I think it's at the Cassandra D on Twitter. Trying to tweet more. You can check out the best of helium volume one uh on like iTunes and all those things. I have a joke on there. Nice. Sweet. I really I don't really do anything. Uh I'll try to get haunted again before 2022 when I have comedy shows again. 
so that I can plug those. <laughs> Just to confirm, it is at the Cassandra D. Uh, D spelled oh. D-E-E, so go follow Cassandra. And um, mm-hmm. for me, it's the same as always. Meg gets money on Instagram and Twitter. Gets is spelled G-O-E-T-Z. Nice. And I'm at Alyssa Truss on Instagram, sometimes Twitter, not really. And then I'm at Variegated Reticulated on Instagram if you want to yes. see pictures of my lizards and my house and other weird shit I'm doing. So Hell yeah. Yeah. So thanks a bunch, everybody. Thanks again. Bye. Find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Jamea Shane. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Traskowski.